Welcome, Colette, to the Total Freedom Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, for those who haven't met Colette, you haven't been following me very well because, was it been three years, Colette? Two, two and a half? Close yeah, two and a half. Yeah. Close to three so, so three years ago, Colette and I connected, and uh, for two years I had uh, a session at least once a week, if not multiple times a week. Uh, you know, with a couple couple months there where I went away and did my own thing for a bit. But Colette's very, very special to me. And so you're very lucky uh, to have her here on the podcast. And so specifically, Colette's the founder of, of MAP, uh, Manifesting All Possibilities, which is on the frontier of human potential. It's the, the new healing modality. Colette will be able to explain it much better. But I worked from the moment that Dee died, who was my business partner, to, to now, on everything. And so my bounce back, my success, um, my future success, a huge part of it is to my friendship and, uh, and mentorship under Colette and her system. So I truly believe in everything she says. And Colette, I'm very, very, very excited to, to have you on the show. So welcome. Oh, thank you, Chris. I'm super excited too. You're one of my best friends now. Your best friend, a mentor, a coach, uh, everything for me. So... You were at the beginning of my big success. It's, it's interesting. It was like that, wasn't it? Like we both really yeah. needed it. We both needed it. You know, I, I was in this place where I was coming out of the biggest heartache of my life and um, was right at the bottom financially and emotionally and really needed just support from someone who didn't, I guess, know me that well that was just there. And, and you're so kind enough and jumped on and started doing some coaching and mentoring and healing and all sorts. But, and at the same time, I didn't know it at the time but you really needed marketing help. You had this great method uh, and you needed my help. And so your, your journey has been huge to watch you go from, you know, a few thousand dollars a month to some, some very big months financially, but more importantly, getting your certification out there, uh, going on a world tour. It's been huge, but, but I know that I know your story. Most people listening don't. So, so why don't you fill them in on on who you are, uh, who it is that you really love to help and, and how you got here? Yes. All right. So I'm French originally. So you hear my accent. Some people wonder. <laughs> so I'm going to just yeah. say it. I am French. Yes. But I live in the US now. And I have also become an American. So I am a licensed psychotherapist. And I have been doing uh, cutting edge psychology since uh, uh, 30 years ago. Did a little bit of actually everything. And five years ago, I began to found a new method in the field of psychology map, like Chris was saying. And since then, it's a new world. I'm going out there in the world and sharing this uh, breakthrough. Hmm. Um, yeah. Anything else that you said you yeah, was supposed to answer? <laughs> no, no. That, that, yeah, that's, okay. that's perfect. I think that the thing that I love the most about map, and I'd love you to explain this even more, is, is kind of how you stumbled across it. One time you told me it's like, uh, it's like pointing a cannon at a fly because, you, you know, you really took this from some really, you know, big things and pointed at uh, abundance and other healing modalities and you really teach the brain to heal itself. So why don't you fill everybody in on, on how MAP works and why it's so good? Yes. So MAP is about teaching the brain through metaphorical language, which are images, if you want, um, how to heal itself. So we end up training the brain through metaphors 
And then as a coach, we simply have to give instructions to the brain. Mm. You know, please find this memory and neutralize it. And what it does is it takes negative emotions and memories and literally neutralize them within minutes. Mm. So the thing is, you're motivated in every one of your decisions in life. Every one of your actions are motivated by emotions. Mm. If you have negative emotions, you're going to motivate negative actions, <laughs> negative behaviors, and it goes downhill from there. Mm. So being able to find unconscious beliefs, memories that are blocking you and neutralizing them in minutes, well, that's, there's nothing better than that, I would say. There really isn't because, you know, most things that you want to create on this plane and in this reality is going to take an action. And, and most of the time you can find the action you need to take. Like, for example, if you need more money for your business, you've got to go ask a whole heap of banks or financial institution or lenders. And that's, it's an obvious thing you have to do. And obviously there's, there's a way to do it. However, most people who have amazing ideas don't go get the funding. And it's not because, uh, it's not because they don't have a good idea. It's not because of this. It's the same with sales or same with marketing. It's because they don't take the right action. Same in relationships. They, they take the wrong action. Maybe they cheat. Maybe they don't walk up to that attractive person. They don't take the action because of the emotion. So it's pretty obvious how important it is, but it's also quite startling, I guess, how much it's not focused on uh, in society to actually look at the emotions. We focus so heavily on actions, don't we? Yeah, and that's what I discovered. You know, I am a psychotherapist, and uh, five years ago, I actually realized I had myself a big block. Mm. I had inherited the entire, you know, savings of my dad, who spent his entire life saving for that and giving it to me, and I squandered it, and uh, I was totally in hypnosis. It's like I was giving it away with zero, zero concern to even thinking that it would come back to me. It's like it had no meaning to me. And I woke up when I saw the number zero on my savings account. And that's the moment I still remember. I was up there in my office and I saw zero. Wow, now I cannot give it away. I, I have to look at myself. And that was a breakthrough for me. I didn't know I had a money block or any unconscious patterns. And I did. And it took me months and months to clear them, to find them, and to finally actually create a system. MAP is one of it. It's the method. But then I created a system to clear money blocks too. It's, it's interesting, you know, that you, you say you couldn't see them because obviously they were unconscious. And so you, you, you can't consciously know about them because they're unconscious. And this is something I had to really get over through working with you was I subscribed to the belief that I knew what it is that I needed to work on. I knew my limits. I knew, I knew. And it's such a, and even though I'd done NLP and matrix energetics, I'd done all these, these things, right? But still having a coach doesn't mean that just having a coach they can actually see into your patterns and see what's happening because behavior is the highest form of communication. Like action actually shows what's going on. And it's such a big thing because even someone like you had spent, you know, a couple decades in psychotherapy, didn't see an unconscious block. They, they like slip behind the operating system. You know, you can't see them. 
<laughs> That's why they are so powerful. Because you run through them. It's like having a computer with softwares. You're not even aware you have those softwares. And they run the programs. And they run your actions and every one of your decisions. Every single one of your decisions. You know that, Chris? Do you know that it takes up to seven seconds for the conscious mind to realize that it's making a decision the conscious mind believes it's making a decision, but seven seconds before that, your unconscious mind had already decided. Wow. Wow. It's, seven seconds is like driving along a, a football field. Okay? For seven seconds, your unconscious is running the show, uh, screening all the programs, all the rules that you have, all the beliefs that you have, coming to a conclusion, and then, aha, your conscious mind is saying, I'm making a decision. Right, right. And it's not you. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating, you know, to, to, really, to really get that? And if, and if someone's listening or watching this, to really truly get that and realize that there's, there's something else behind the scenes, because I ask the question a lot, you know, why is it that some people get ahead in life? They, you know, they, they, they're in the same environment, same town, same everything, but they get ahead, same books. They, everyone could be reading the same thing, same opportunities. It's not down to that. And, and, you know, obviously they take different action, but it's like, what's, what's controlling or running the system? So it's a, it's a big thing. And uh, I'm glad to have met you. And I hope all the listeners follow you as well, because because of this uh, tragedy, I guess, of, of losing all this money, it really refocused you onto abundance. And, and now you, you really focus on helping. You wrote a book on it. So, so I'd love to hear more about your work now. You know, what is it that you're really doing now? Obviously, you have the healing process, but you also talk a lot about creating wealth. You're able to create a million-dollar business yourself. Like, what are you doing now? What I am doing now is I'm working with coaches, therapists, and healers or feel stuck because they're doing the best they can. They're going to Chris Duncan. They are learning. They are doing the best they can. And still some of them might be struggling because they are not taking the right actions. Sure. Even though Chris is telling them to do an action, they are not just doing it. Mm. So when a coach, therapist, a healer realizes, like I did, that they have some kind of unconscious blocks, I've put a program together that yep. is like, discovered that there are 11 money saboteurs. There are actually 11 ways the brain has to sabotage you in terms of finances. Let's go into them. Do you have them? Do you have them with you? Yeah, oh. I have the seven top. Like, let's go for seven, you know, it's a good number. <laughs> let's go through them. So these are the ways that we sabotage ourselves when it comes to money. Yes. All right, cool. First one. First one is beliefs. What are the beliefs you have? about money what does money mean to you a belief is a meaning you put on money does it mean it's dirty it's not spiritual it's hard to get what are the meanings you have associated with money since the beginning of your life actually since the beginning of your conception wow. you're getting stuff in the womb also just uh, from your mother I imagine your mom is scared to death because they don't have enough money this month you're getting that message right there. Wow. wow. So it's really deep. Money blocks are really deep. Um, we have collective consciousness beliefs around money. Yeah, right. 
Right. You know, there's, yeah, a, there's, a lot, there's a lot of beliefs that money's hard to get, money's yeah. dirty, you know, you have, to, you have to do something bad or you have to get from someone else, so it's big. What's the, what's the second sabotage? After? The second one is the emotions that money give you. You okay. might have associated money with fear, with worry, with anger, uh, with resentment. Hmm. Uh, you're projecting some kind of emotions on money. Hmm. Is it, you know, do you love money? Do you appreciate it? Or do you fear it? Hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's interesting that we can have such emotion around something, isn't it? Because yes. I guess what money represents for a lot of us is potential to do things, you know, without it, you can't do things. It's really choices, you know? And so we then attach emotions to this thing. That's really uh, got nothing to do with it. So yes. And uh, yeah, I got a client. It was so emotional, like putting money bills on his body. It was getting, um, uh, you know, an attack, an anxiety attack. Money was so considered because he had been traumatized in childhood, extreme poverty, and then he had associated money with something really bad, really, he was really angry at it. Wow. Wow. Isn't it funny? Like, that seems so out of my reality that that's a possibility, but uh, wow, that's intense. Okay, so beliefs, emotions, what's next? Events. You know, uh, la- you know, events that happen in your life. In your childhood, your dad loses a job, and suddenly you have to move from one side of town to the other side of town in the ghetto and your life has changed because of that. You have a trauma there. You have associated completely money with some kind of trauma. Right, right, right. So it could be a foreclosure, a loss of business. It could be all of those things. You want to consider your timeline and realize what have been your money trauma all along your life. Right. Big. Big. What's the next one? The next one is family history biodecoding. Biodecoding means your genes are actually remembering the traumas from generations. I have an example. Uh, I was coaching a former business, uh, actually tennis uh, player, uh, a woman that was in Wimbledon at her time. You know, when she was 17, she was at the top. She made millions. She lost it all. Made millions again in another business. Lost it all. Made millions again. Lost it all. I cut her at that time. And I say, well, what happened? And my intuition, and I have a way to find out, I realized that her grandmother had an issue. So I asked, what happened to your grandmother? And she said, oh my gosh, she was super rich. She had oil fields and she had millions. And the thing is, just before she died, she lost her mind and gave everything to the gardener. Oh, huh. Huh. The anger of the children that were expecting the money, the grandchildren, the entire line historically has been poor after that full of resentment, of anger, of what happened. They felt like a victim, betrayed, etc. So that's what happened to her. Each time someone stole the money. Wow. And as soon as I clear that, now she's super successful. It's been five years. Wow. It's big, isn't it? It's so, so, so big. But I guess... 
people don't don't know that these patterns are there because that's an amazing story and it's like a a reoccurring thing i guess she just got fed up after she saw it happen three or four times or whatever it was no it was chance because i was contacting her for her business her her business she's really good in what she does and we were talking we became friends and then i realized she had a pattern my intuition was high and i said hey can i help you out here and wow. it was true. She called her mom and she realized the whole story. And yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. So we've got beliefs, emotions, events, family history. What's next? Parental admonitions. What your parents tell you when you have a desire. Oh, mom, I would love this new bike. Who do you think I am? Yeah. Wow. You know, do you think money grows on tree? Yeah. Shaming you for your desire for more things, new things. That was, that was a big, that was a big truth for me, you know, like, uh, it was, it was very, you know, don't ask, you know, don't have desires. That was bad. And it's, um, yeah, that's a big thing is, do you find a lot of people have that as one of the sabotage patterns? Yes, because it's very common, you know, if you had struggled as a child, your parents constantly gave you a message that it was not good to ask, to dream, to want something new, to want something beautiful. Mm. You were shamed every single time. So imagine. Mm. One, two, three, four, five, six. Last one, number seven. <laughs> relationship with money. What is your relationship with money? It's actually number six, Chris, I think. But relationship with money. I've got beliefs, emotions, events, family, parents, relationship. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Relationship with money is uh, interesting. It's completely symbolic. Hmm. Okay. If money was a person, let's say, who would that be for you? Is it a stealer? Is it someone up, you know, and doesn't want to talk to you? Uh, is it a friend? Is it um, a lover? Do you, who is money for you? Mm. Mm. Because it's symbolically very deep message. You have a relationship with money. It's an energy. Mm. Mm. That's an interesting thing. I do a process with people to help them understand their relationship and, uh, a lot of us don't understand that we actually create a picture of what money is and we relate to it in a certain way. Some of us like having it around. Some of us can't stand it. And I always ask, are you friends with money? Like, would you guys hang out? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. All right. What's the last one? The last one is deserving. Mm. Deserving. Do you deserve money? I mean, this is a huge one. Mm. We have been conditioned to don't, not feel good enough. Not feel good that we deserve money easily. That's the connection. You might think that you deserve money working hard, 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 and you might not get there because working hard and not wisely will not get you there. But deserving money with ease. Mm. Tons of guilt comes with that. The entire religious conditioning might come with that. You Mm. see? Mm. Deserving is a big one, you, you know, yeah. it really is. And, and it's, it's almost to me, I guess, like we don't really understand, a lot of us don't understand what money is uh, yes. and how it operates and, and things. So 
I guess what, you know, you help them to see these, and I'm sure some of the listeners are going, wow, I'm one or two or three or four of these seven. Uh, you said that there was 11, so I'm sure that there's four more, which I don't know what they are. I can't imagine what else there would be. But but once they, someone finds out, hey, you know, I've got, got these, what is it that they need to do to actually shift them? The first thing is awareness. So good, good for you, you're getting awareness. Without awareness, nothing can ever change. Mm. So with awareness, then you can um, look at things like the belief. You can look at the belief, for example, oh, money is hard to get. Okay, yeah. is it true? You know, is it absolutely true? Mm. Is it a universal law? (laughs) And you might say, no. So you might begin to weaken your belief. Now with MAP, it's much simpler. We just give a command to the brain to neutralize the emotion and the belief around that belief. You know, Mm -hmm. we neutralize the belief. But if you don't have that, you can at least observe the belief and then begin to ask yourself questions. Because, you know, with something like, you know, money's hard to get, well, you know, is that absolutely true? Well, no, I've seen sports stars get paid for very little. You know, I've, I've, I know that it's, it's not hard to get. In fact, I've always had enough, you know. So it's, it's good to ask questions to get it. So once, once I've asked questions, I guess I've kind of emptied the problem. I'm sure you're going to tell me they need to put something good in. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Oh, I like your question. I have discovered that actually emptying the negative thoughts, beliefs, and money subjects is not enough. And that's something that I didn't know before that breakthrough that I had several years ago, is that you need to rewire your brain. You need to fill it up with what you want. It's like a garden, you know, you can take off the weed all you want. Roses are not going to grow in that place. So for that, it takes a little longer. For us, map is very simple, click, you know, quick, and you can clear things. It's like destroying a building. It's very fast. Building new neurons, a little bit of repetition will be useful and very necessary for most of the case. And so, you know, what you had me do is really tune into the feeling of what it is I wanted. And And I teach this a lot to people now as well, is that, you can really, you, you know, you might not have the bank account yet, but you can start creating the inner circuitry of how it would feel to have that. So maybe let's just explain to people why, you know, what you call magnetization is, is so important and how that works. Yeah, it's so important because the brain, figure it out, doesn't take seriously positive emotions and positive beliefs. It takes very, very seriously a fear or a negative thought. So in order to create a new positive belief, you really need to put a lot of emotion, like actually five times more, says the research. You need five times more positive emotion to create new neural networks in your brain for positive beliefs Mm. than for negative beliefs. You know, someone tells you a negative news, you believe it immediately. Someone gives you a positive news, it's like, huh, you know, that's just a story. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So So magnetization is all about putting intensive emotion around a new belief, creating new neural networks through 
the repetition and the feeling of those emotions. Mm. You know, Greg Braden says the feeling is the prayer, you know, mm-hmm. that, that you do that. And there's a lot of, you know, stuff that I've researched around the, the source field and that there's actually, the, you know, there's no space between us. This is filled with things. And so I guess some listeners will be thinking this sounds a lot like the law of attraction and, and how that works. So let, let's dive into that a little bit because, uh, you know, the law of attraction is something that, that I'm interested in, you know, a lot about. But, but let's start at the top. You know, what is the law of attraction? Yes. So there is physiology and there is physics. Physics is all about energy. Now, mm-hmm. we all know that everything is made up of energy. Energy is waves and they have a certain frequency. Well, it happens that it's proven now that your brain and your thoughts, when you think a thought, it's actually sending a wave of energy in the universe. They have even Wi-Fi, uh, ability to catch the thought and find exactly where the thought comes in from the brain. I mean, science now is absolutely adamant there is vibration and frequency in a thought. So now when the thought goes out, there is a law, which is called the law of attraction, that assembles the same frequencies and they become like a big river and it brings to you, you create like a magnetic field around you of whatever you think. So if you're feeling very good emotions like we were connecting with, the emotion is in the heart field. The heart is sending this energy all over the planet and the universe at the speed of energy, the speed of light. (laughs) And as you keep producing that vibration and broadcasting that information, the universe through that law that attracts similar things attract similar things. So similar energies attract similar thoughts. So you are beginning first to attract new thoughts that are similar. So there are solutions coming to you, ideas, inspiration to take actions that are in alignment with what you're sending out there. And through your actions, eventually you manifest a new world. So true. It's so true. And when you, when you investigate this, if you've got a scientific skeptical mind like I do, you investigate this, you'll read books from, you know, you'll read Colette's book, which is behind her. I highly recommend that. You'll read about, you know, you go into Bruce Lipton's work, Greg Braden, you go Joe Dispenza, Lynn McTaggart, and you'll just keep searching and searching and you'll go, you'll go right through it all. And then you'll come out with the conclusion that science has is that, the law of attraction is 100% correct. There's one interesting thing that, that I think, and I want to bring into this conversation about the law of attraction, because a lot of people don't get it to work for them. And it has to do with what they're calling in. And what I see a lot of times is people think that what they're sending out compared to what they're actually sending out isn't actually the same. So the law of attraction doesn't work. So they blame the law of attraction, not understanding the most important mechanism, which is actually what is the message you're sending. So I'm sure you get where I'm going with that. Would you like to carry on on how to make sure you're sending out the right signal? 
Yes, the right signal is again connected to how it feels when you're thinking something. Like, so when you think about money, you might be thinking, I need more money. I want more money. But you feel worried about it. You feel anxious about it. And that's the message that you are sending out there. It's the broadcast. The quality of the broadcast is the quality of the emotion. That's why we're going back to the power of emotion you know colette the one that that i think a lot of people miss like because they do that exactly that right <laughs> but what they're sending out is actually a feeling of uh, lack or yes. separateness from it you know yes. like if, if you were truly sending out the signal that you're a millionaire now you know i, I ask people they say you know so you know you're a millionaire you're going to send that signal out so how's it going to feel they say excited relief all these things. And I go, no, that's how you feel now about what it'll be like to have it. If you actually had it, you'd feel abundant. You'd feel grateful. You'd feel, you know, cause you'd feel present emotions. And to me, that's the piece that meant that people miss. They put it, they put a vision board up and they said, they're going to want to be great to have that. Yes. And what they're actually sending the signal they're sending out is I'm, I don't have it, <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> from it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, you're totally right, Chris, on that. Absolutely. It's about being that person mm. and not desiring, not just because there is a journey, you know, like the seven step of alignment that I, I teach, but there is a journey to align yourself to become that new person. Yeah. Guess what? You have to become that new person before you are. That's right. That's right. That was my biggest breakthrough, Colette, was when I understood that the seed of that tree that's just growing out there was already the tree before I got to see it, knowing that I can be it without the world seeing it yet. And that's the way it has to be. You have to be it first before it shows up. And then I researched a lot of top people like uh, Michael Jordan and Arnold Schwarzenegger, people that have done big things. They just, they knew it internally and and they were used in the law of attraction. They didn't call it that. But the whole thing shifted for me, and I really am so glad we ended up here on this conversation, is that it, it's your identity that has to shift. And we did all this work. You came out to the Gold Coast, spent a week with me last year, and it was, it was a huge transformational week. And some days my brain was so fried uh, <laughs> in a good way as, as I shifted into a complete new identity, way of being, person, which would have different results. And that is the, that's when the law of attraction works. Not when you sit back trying to stay the same, hoping that something else is going to come to you, you shift to it. And that's, uh, I'm glad we ended up there anyway. Yes. That's the key. That's the secret really to be able to become that person. Even though we have been trained to believe that we could not, we should not imagine, we should not let ourselves see something that is not real around us. No, you actually have to tell your ego, give me five minutes. Let me, you know, get on the other side of the door. Give me, leave me alone for five minutes. It's okay. I am safe. I can imagine. I can be that person. And then you get used to being that person in the secret, you know, place that you are inside of you. And then it begins to resonate and the world begins to change. That's it. What happens after you change the feeling? Sorry, just one more thing. What happens after you change the feeling, you're going to begin to think different way. True. 
you think differently. And remember the time we were at the coffee shop and we changed your identity and you begin to download the entire business plan because you've just changed and shifted. Your I thoughts see. began to change and your actions began to change. And then what happens next, just to fill everybody in, is there's this, pro there's this process of things breaking down. And there is this dog that's breaking down. <laughs> process call it it's and it's and everyone listening i want them to hear this because the the process of breaking down is huge and it's when it, it's when you you make that identity shift yes. what happened after that wasn't that enjoyable because everything that i had created and i want to just you know caution everybody warning sign here that when you do make the shift everything you're attached to has to break down and fall apart and that's the that's the hard bit so i sit with you at the cafe we do we did a whole week of work together just last year i make the shift and then for six to eight weeks after that stuff just wouldn't work things that were working broke down fell apart like just just stuff that no couldn't fit with my new vibration it just it just fell over and it's um it's confronting if you don't understand that that's part of it and this is just my experience you might say this is yes. just interesting. Yeah, no. but but my world had to fall apart a bit because i was new and there was i couldn't hold it together anymore because i wasn't the old person is is that is that something that others experience or am i just weird no, no, no. It's absolutely, you're right. And there are degrees, you know, it depends on the shift of identity, but we made a tremendous shift of your identity. And because Chris goes full out, you know, <laughs> so it's not like going to do little steps. So of course, then it's like, you don't fit anymore. It's like you have been in a pot and you have to break the pot because you are bigger than that. Your plant and your roots and everything wants to grow and you will have to break the pot and rebuild a bigger one, you know, to, to, to grow as, a, as your new identity and a reality. So, yes, it happens. Sometimes it's softer because most of the people are not like Chris. <laughs> most of the people don't do a total quantum jam because they didn't work with me for five days in a row. <laughs> Burn their brain. But, however, it's to be considered because once you begin to put a new fish in the pond like imagine a pond of your conscious mind and unconscious you put this huge fish, fish the old things down under popping up to the surface fighting the new fish yeah so yes it's possible and it's very probable it depends on how big the jump is it's it's almost like uh, I I would suggest maybe that others take longer just to shift the identity so the change maybe balances out a little bit longer. Whereas we, I was just like, look, I, I need to shift into being a billionaire. I need to shift this, and that was it. And so it was huge. You know, Colette, we could just jam and talk about this forever, but I think uh, we should do another another show on the identity shift because otherwise, if we keep pulling on this thread, we haven't even gone through any of my normal questions, which. I think we both expected, <laughs> um, but I want to just say thank you, you know, for being here and sharing some wisdom with this audience and, 
And everyone listening, I, I really do mean it when I say that, you know, Colette is hugely talented at what she does. She's a great system and you should all follow her. And so I'm going to put some links to her book underneath this, uh, which is, what's the book called again? You've got it behind you there. It's cool. Abundance on Demand. Yeah, there it is there. So put a link to that for those of you who get it, read it, apply it, um, put links to, I think you've got a Facebook group, a Facebook page. I know you're on Instagram every single day, so put all those in it. And my suggestion to everybody listening is just go follow Colette. She has programs and courses which you can inquire about, but just, just go absorb what she's doing online because it's been really important. So I'd love to leave it with one thing, Colette, and that is what would you like to leave the listeners with today? What's sitting in your intuition that they need to hear from the end of this show? The most important thing is to begin today with a good energy. Feeling good, like we said, was important. Well, it all begins the first three or five seconds of your day. Don't know if you're like me, but if you're a human like me, after five seconds, the worries come in. You want to stop that immediately and begin the positive ball of energy from the morning on. This will lead you and follow you all day long. It's hugely important. Love that. So crucial, so important. Colette, you know I love you. Thank you so much for being on here. And listeners, thanks for showing up today. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, share this out. And if you've got any questions, I'll see you in the Seven Figure Influencer group. And I think Colette's in that group as well, so you can connect with her there too. Have an amazing day. Live with freedom.